Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 20, titled 6.02am Eastern Standard Time. Oh boy. <laughs> it begins. It freaking begins. We are starting off this big, epic, three-part finale arc. It's a lot. I'm just going to say that off the top right now. <laughs> Like, it is a lot emotionally. If if you start to hear me sort of decline <laughs> over the next three days, if you start to hear me sound exhausted over the next three days, it's because that is genuinely the effect that this trilogy of episodes has on you. Like, it is exhausting in the best possible way. It's really, really spectacular. Uh, so this thing starts off... Everything's great, everything's perfect, Livy and Peter are, like, just, they're loving life, they're waking up to the sunrise, accidentally seeing Walter naked, uh, because it, apparently Walter goes naked on Tuesdays for some reason, uh, apparently that's a regular thing that Peter's just gotten comfortable with. Feel like we should do an entire... Subplot, I feel like we should spend more time on what the hell justification there is for that, but whatever. And then, uh, the universe starts to slowly destroy itself. Uh, because Walternate took that blood sample from Henry, uh, took out all the Folivia genes, leaving with half genetic profile, half Peter's genetic profile, and essentially uses that to trick the vacuum into being like, oh yeah, Peter's definitely here. Oh yeah, Peter's definitely operating me, and I'm definitely being, uh, I- I'm definitely responding to Peter, and not to some ran- random blood sample, random half a blood sample from his kid. And so, vacuum is able to operate and turn on without Peter. And Walternate then commences using it to destroy our world. So we got vortexes opening up. We got all these, like, unnatural occurrences. The blight is happening. And all of that, it's real, real bad. Uh, The machine on our side, the vacuum on our side, turns on because the two are quantum entangled. Which, by the way... Uh, some people like to point out the, wait a minute, what happened to that piece, uh, that Folivia took from the other side? What was the point of that? And why does our machine work without it? Blah, 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 blah. I think the quantum entanglement is a pretty damn good explanation. Like, they don't flat out address this. But I could pick it up from, like, context clues of everything. 
our machine is like 99.9999999% complete. It just has that one tiny little piece missing. I'm guessing with the quantum entanglement and the machine on the other side being fully complete, that was enough for our machine to go, eh, close enough. I'm on. <laughs> like, I think, technically speaking, if we want to be technical about it, our vacuum isn't actually on-on. It's just being puppeted by the other side's vacuum. Uh, but they are both operational uh, because of the quantum entanglement. Like, that's probably the best explanation I can give that makes the most sense to me. And I can totally buy that. Like, suspension of disbelief, blah, 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 blah. Uh, quantum entanglement is magic. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's on, and we're literally in a hellscape, and we're just however much time away from the entire universe being destroyed. We got early detection systems up to, uh, sort of warn people, and... Evacuate densely populated areas when bad stuff happens, but, uh, Massive Dynamic is having trouble manufacturing amber. They can't find, like, some of the rarer elements to make it, and, uh, yeah, so that early warning system doesn't really even matter. And from this point on, there's basically three separate plot lines going on all at once. Uh, and I'm going to talk about them each individually. Uh, first off, you have Olivia searching for Sam Weiss. Because Nina reveals to her that, uh, yeah, this guy's not just some self-help dude at a bowling alley. He knows a lot about the vacuum. He knows a lot about the first people. He wrote these books, it would seem. And William Bell knew him, and... Uh, he kept consulting for us after Bell disappeared, and I was told not to say anything, otherwise he'd disappear. Well, guess what? He disappeared anyway. The, like, the second all of this, uh, vacuum stuff started, he just left. He just flew the coop. And no one knows where he is, and Olivia spends the entire episode trying to find him, can't find him, can't find him, can't find him, can't find him. We'll get back to that later. Right now, I want to go back to the other side, where Folivia basically gives up her day off to try and save an entire universe. Uh, she's called in to investigate a fringe event on Liberty Island. At the last possible second, Walter, it's like, hey, there's nothing to see here. Oh, shit. I, uh, <laughs> so I'm sure something picked up on the mic from that. Basically, I accidentally caught the, uh, the headphone cord with my hand as I was, like, uh, <laughs> doing the universal signal of nope. <laughs> and it just, like, flew up in the air and hit the mic and all of that. So, yeah, uh. Professional podcaster, I know what I'm doing, yay. Uh, but at the last possible second, Walter, it's like, nope, 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 no fringe event here. Nope, don't, don't pay attention. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Pay no attention to the class 10 event behind the curtain. 
uh, because of all this energy that the vacuum's given off. And Folivia kind of looks into this, looks into this. She's able to figure out on her own, oh crap, this machine that Walternet was building to destroy an entire universe, he turned it on. Even though billions of people will die, and also his son's over there. And Walternet just flat out goes like, yeah, screw that guy. He, he, he made his choice. He, he chose his side. Like, Walter it flat out just, he basically disowns his own son in this scene, very casually, like, eh, he chose his side, I'll kill my son, I don't care. Like, it's just, this dude is so warped, his moral code has gotten so completely bent and completely distorted that he's like totally okay killing his own son if it means and billions of other people if it means like getting revenge on this one guy and he's justifying as it as it'll save our world it'll save our world it'll save our world like it's insane it's absolutely insane how far gone Walternate is by the end of this season but Folivia at this point is just like no, I'm not doing this. And she breaks into Liberty Island with the intent of crossing over to our universe and getting Peter to help. And she goes in. She holds Brandon Fayette at gunpoint, serial killer McGee at gunpoint. Gets the... Uh, Gets the tech that Walternet used to bring Peter back from the other universe. By the way, we finally get an explanation as to why he didn't just use that magic go-to-the-other-universe stick to go to our universe just to come back. Like, he only used that little magic wand deal to come back. But he used, like, the bridge thing to go there. Uh, turns out, uh, that messes with the molecular cohesion of whoever's using it and uh, people have died <laughs> test subjects have died in the process of it uh Walternate took a huge risk just using it once uh but Folivia takes that stuff it does not work and she gets captured and Held in, I'm pretty sure, the same cell they kept our Olivia in. How's that for frickin' poetic whatever? And, like, he, she flat out calls Walter now on his bullshit. Like, how the hell is killing billions of people, basically genocide, basically committing genocide, in any way in service of the greater good? And Walter Nett's like... Ah, and leaves. It's it, it's insane. It's insane. This dude. He has gotten so warped. Like his moral code is just completely decimated. And he has like conditioned himself to believe such bullshit as like justification for murdering billions. Like it's just, oh my God. It's. 
<laughs> boy, it's it's rough. Like if you actually examine Walter and its psyche, it's really really rough. By the way, little nugget that I didn't pick up on until this viewing. Walternate, when saying, like, at what cost for destroying our world, quotes the I have become death destroyer of worlds. Before Walter went, did the initial portal that kicked off this whole mess, uh, when Warren, when his lab assistant was trying to stop him, she quote, she did that same quote, I have become death destroyer of worlds. So, there really is a ends-how-it-began vibe to that line. I'm amazed I didn't pick that out. Uh, I'm, I'm stupid this week. I'm really stupid. And then, there's the elephant in the room, let's say, of Peter very obviously has to get in the machine. Peter very obviously needs to get into the machine and turn it off. That is very clearly the only course of action that we know has any chance of working. And Walter spends this entire episode, like, having to give Peter up. Having to give Peter up. Not sure how to do that. Uh, we come, we come back to the Observer's test. Give him the keys and save the girl. Uh, the pre- preparation for this very moment. We know there's a very good chance Peter could die if he gets into that machine. And we have this very lengthy goodbye and good luck. Just before Peter gets in. He finally, we're at the moment, he goes up to the machine, he goes up to the vacuum, reaches out to get inside, and then, it just rejects him. It would not let him in, and he, it just bounces him off, like he knocks his head into the floor, and he basically enters a coma. Like, they don't say the word coma, but... They very clearly are like, yeah, this dude's not waking up. Uh, we don't know what the hell happened. I I have no idea what's going on. I, I, I we have we got nothing. So for whatever reason, the vacuum just flat out said, "No, you're not getting in me." Wow, that sounded wrong. Uh, <laughs> you're not operating me. I'm good. And, uh, Peter's in the hospital, uh, recovering from whatever the hell just happened. Uh, we have this amazing sequence when Walter's in this chapel praying for our world to be spared. Everything about that scene is perfect. Everything about that scene is incredible. Everything about this scene is absolutely freaking magnificent, and I love every single thing about it. Uh, it is a powerful monologue from John Noble, uh, very compelling stuff, it it really, it gets you, man, it really, really gets you, and then we get this ending when Olivia's outside the hospital, and Sam Weiss just approaches her, and is like, hey, come with me, we don't have much time, and that's where it ends, well, actually, okay, 
that's where it ends for our universe. But then that scene that I already mentioned of like faux Livia in the cell and calling out Walter Nidon is bullshit. That's actually the ending. But for the purposes of our discussion, that's where the episode ends. Yeah, uh, that's part one of three. Part one of three is the universe is destroying itself. There's no hope. Also, Peter in coma. That's, that's, that's the first part. That's the first third. It does not get any less heavy from there. (laughs) I'll just say that much. Anyway, uh... If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, uh, and Letterboxd. Almost forgot that again. And support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 21. Talk to you then.